0: Welcome to episode number 10, Dad Life, Father's
1: Day Edition. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views.
0: Alright, welcome to the Rotated Views Podcast, everyone. This is episode number 10, Dad Life, Father's Day Edition. Alright, so today I have Goose, Manny, and Gabe with me in the studio. Father's Day is coming up. It's this Sunday. So when we think of Father's Day, you gotta think of, obviously, all the important, I guess, uh, father figures in your life or the lessons that you were taught. Growing up or whatever it is, whoever you know, you consider to be that father figure, that's kind of what we're talking about. So that being said, I like to kick off every episode with a story and this story is titled First in Flight by Kay Lockridge. So the little Cessna had just cleared the pattern and it's climbed to 1500 feet when my father said, okay, we can land now. With my newly minted private pilot's license in hand, I wanted him to be my first non-instructor passenger. I'd planned to circle the Michigan State University campus and come back to University-owned airport. I reminded him of this, and I'll never forget what Dad said more than 40 years ago. I'm not fond of small planes. I just wanted you to know that I have confidence in you. The, the story is pretty cool. It's about a father obviously having confidence and faith in his son, which is a ton if you actually think about it. this guy. He does it, he's not yeah. fond of heights, and he got an airplane, right? And his son just got his license. Yeah. He just got his license. I know it's the goal of his son to um actually have his father as his first uh, passenger that was like a non-instructor. I mean, how do you – you know what? That says a lot about how you – the upbringing of you yeah. raising your yep. child – the, the confidence of the the solid adult uh, man that you raised, that you're like, I trusted. Dude, that is phenomenal. Like to know that yeah. you, you know, you helped raise that.
2: And you know, I don't know if I'd do that, man, to be honest with you. <laughs> you uh, u- up u- uber scary. He's like, you got to know your personnel there. It's like, eh, would he be good at that? No. Um, I think as a dad, it's almost an inherent thing. You know, you just kind of trust that you've taught them, right? And you just like almost expect to be fine. Like I I would see it from that point. Yeah, I
3: I, I feel like you would know that they're ready. It's like when the kid, you're giving them the two wheels for the first time, you're behind them. You feel like they're ready. You just let it go. So you have the confidence of them just taking off. They're going to fall. But obviously there's an airplane. There's something totally different. So he definitely has the confidence in them to jump in this plane.
0: Not that it's the equivalent, but I'm it's sure it's kind, of, like, right, yeah. it's kind of the same when you first take your kid out on the road in the car. You, I know the parents out there, like you know basically in the back of your mind if your kid's ready. If you know they're not ready, you're taking them to this really big parking, parking. lot yep, <laughs> with no other vehicles and everyone's safe. <laughs> yeah, if you know right. they're kind of like, I think they got this, you take them out on the road. Legally, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you can train when they have their permit or whatever, and then you have your license, you can sit in a passenger seat. And kind but of,
3: this is like, dude, you're thousands of feet. In that's why I said of, I'm not trying to
0: um, compare the two, yeah, but yeah, 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 not yeah. everyone flies. So yeah. I'm trying to make a comparison as to a relatable kind of thing. It's just incredible. You're 1,500 feet in the air. That's what I mean. That is totally different than driving. Although that's like, I guess, taking your kid on the Autobahn and just going like a million miles per hour and you like yeah you got this and it's like his first time out driving yeah ever. and it's
3: like two accomplishments actually it's for the kids that he wanted to take his first passenger as his dad right non-teacher and uh and he flew over to university like it's kind of like like you got a brand new car you're that's showing awesome. off around the block yeah he's yeah, yeah, up yeah. in the air drive, flying around it's pretty that's pretty dope
2: yeah but how, how often do you say as a dad like yeah man i trust you but in the back of your mind like oh man i don't know if this is you know i don't know if he's cut out for this but you say it with confidence and don't let them know that
0: i yeah and i thought when i first read this in the back of my mind i'm like dude this this dad is probably like clenching his like hands onto whatever he can grab you know kind of scared out of his mind but i think that's what you know that was like a overcoming of fear but the faith and the trust in his kid was the factor yeah. that was his seatbelt in right. the back a mental seatbelt anyway sure um that gave yeah. him that little safety net i guess i mean what does that also say about the son you have to have confidence in your own skills to then put another yeah. person's life in yeah. jeopardy right yeah. that it's your dad you're like dude one thing's like me making this decision and screwing up myself here yeah yeah the other is like that i'm putting up my another prized possession yeah but, you know, um, I guess there, there's a lot of factors there. There's a Obviously, this is like the whole Father's Day edition. But the dad probably had confidence in the flight school that this kid went into. This kid had multiple goals. He's obviously a, goal, a go-getter, a goal-setter, um, and clearly an achiever if he had the license. And he hit every—he wanted his dad to be a passenger, and he went to fly over Michigan State University. Yeah. And he did both, That's right? That's awesome. That's okay. pretty badass. Dude,
3: and it's also like— bragging rights for a dad you go home go True. to work and like yo my son just flew we just flew over michigan michigan state in a plane like wow. how often do people do that with their kid like that is that's awesome. like bragging rights for a while and who knows what, where they can take off to they're probably it's, 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 <laughs> yeah it's a trip around the freaking block next thing you know they're flying from country or from from island to island
0: right that's do or maybe purchasing a plane together and yeah. Yeah. taking it from there i mean it's a lifetime story one of those things where it's like etched in your like memory bank, that's forever. That's awesome. All go. right, so let's jump into the next segment where we ask a question to the crew. And again, the theme here is uh, dad life, Father's Day edition. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Yeah, Happy Father's Day. Father's Day, it's a beautiful thing. Um, all right, so to you, how important is it for a father to be a part of his child's life or his children's life? Um, and again, I want to put this in parentheses here obviously every you know circumstance is different but for for the fathers that you know have the chance to be in their child's life how how, how important is it do you guys think
2: for I mean for who for the dad or for the kid for both no for- this is
0: father's Day. This is this is uh I, I the, the question really is for the child but I think it's the same thing I mean it's just as important uh you know the connection that the father's there, just um kind of going back on that one quote that this is like the third episode in a row now that we're gonna use, but um, it's applicable because yeah. it's it's just because you're around your children doesn't mean that they you know that there's like a meaningful uh thing there, just being around sometimes is not enough
3: right yeah, well, absolutely like for me i i um unfortunately, I don't have my daughter constantly I get her every every weekend, every other weekend, and I have her for two maybe three days so whenever for two days 48 hours is crucial to me like i try to spend every like minute second that i can with her because i don't have her during the week i don't have her that often so when i'm with her i'm she's nine years old but like i try to spend every second like whatever she wants to do we're doing or whatever we try to do together we're doing it together like nap time together like we just yeah. try to do as much as we can to keep that bond close and as, as same thing she plays sports attend every sport like every sport possible that i can and, uh just try to be there for her to be like supportive obviously she has like other support she has a big crew behind her yeah. but as a father like I definitely want to be there I so I try my best and like I said for like like 48 hours like Steve Harvey said you're like that Disney dad like you're yeah. there trying to have fun as much as like do as much as you can with them right for for the that the time that you do have them yeah. if I had her more maybe it'd be different but I know I spend every second that I possibly can with her Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I I think the important part here is that you just stick to the script. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and give advice to uh, single dads. I'm not a single dad. That's advice coming from a person who's going through it. So I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I just think it's cool listening to um, the different perspectives.
2: Yeah, I mean for for me I I go back and I look at it in, you know, as me being a child and having a dad who was there, who provided, who came home every day after work. Like it was almost uh kind of a cornerstone of my childhood. You know, he was the foundation. You know, Ed, I'd leave from school, he'd already go to work. I'd come home from practice and he's just walking up after a 12-hour day. You know, I didn't see him, but to know that, you know, the love to to stay uh, working, doing overtime, providing you know to buy me a bat or to buy me yeah. a bike or whatever it is, you know those are kind of imprinted memories, and I kind I guess I've tried to pass them on or maybe subconsciously pass them on to my son, so it's almost like a legacy thing mm. um, for me, so I think it's super important because there's a lot of things I'm sure my dad taught me that I'm going to pass to my son and not even know that I did it yeah you don't yeah. you know yeah. and he'll and because there's certain things he'll say or I'll say where i had a flashback and be like my dad told me that a long time ago like yeah "Yeah, i can't i was like i can't believe i said that It just comes out naturally exactly so and a lot of times it's it's good stuff um you know things that you as a kid kind of brushed off but you know i find myself saying it now to my kid and it you know that lesson will always be there so i think you know from a kid's point of view um that's awesome and i don't i live for my kids man my kids give me the energy so i don't I don't know what it'd be like as a father without a kid now. Like Mm. after you have one, it's like, how how do you go back? Mm. You know, that love is unbelievable. So, you know, I don't know. That's just my point of view as a kid and as a father, uh, unbelievable. I mean, that's a bond that you you can't break.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think something else that needs to be said is this is obviously the Father's Day edition. We're talking about our roles. But okay, so I'm going to talk in my... my experience. So my experience is me and my wife, we have one child and what she does and her role is so special to that child's life. It's something that um, I can't do, right? Uh, there's a bond there. It's just different. It's a it's a motherly bond. It's something that I can't do. Um, and I love the fact that there's we're working together to make that thing go full circle so she's doing her she's playing her part not that i'm segregating parts in in any aspect you can you can actually physically see it though it's just a a different bond between a son or a child and the mom and a child and a dad naturally it's just a natural thing i don't care what anybody says you say oh that's uh gender biases you're you're putting in roles it's not we actually went in saying like purposely saying like we don't let's not define rules let's just see how it pans out and I'm not sure if it's right or wrong, but how it pans out, it works for us. And side note and say, you know, thank you to the mothers out there. But um, speaking on my end for the father part, just being that that strong um, role in in my kid's life is so important to me. So there's something that I also get out of it. I want him to know that I'm there. I want him to realize like you said that cornerstone uh piece of his childhood of his life um his mom plays uh, an important role and she's going to do her thing that when you put these two things together it's incredible we're just providing the life for our child as best as we can and to me just seeing that when they say money can't buy uh certain things money can't buy you can't buy that kind of bond you know what i'm saying you can't buy those kind of moments when you're putting together a, a person's childhood. When you do things like that, yeah. right? There's stuff that he knows and he sees that if, for, for example, uh, we try not to, um, you know, we hiccup every once in a while, kind of like talk about certain things in front of him. Obviously, because there's, there's limited things and um, that he doesn't need to hear or whatever it is. But um, just that kind of level of communication, it's raising the child that can one day make me the passenger of his plane. Yeah. Right. And it's building that kind of responsible, you know, human being that's going to contribute to our society. I take pride in raising my child. So to me, it's important because I th- it's a, it's my biggest and my most exciting responsibility, kind of what Manny was talking about. Um, that's what gives me my energy. That's my motivation. I say this all the time. I look at my son's face and that's my inspiration. It's a different thing. It's a fire. You just look at this little kid's face and every parent can relate to this. You just look at that face or those faces, whatever. You just see a piece of you in them that you want to be better than you. It's a weird, right? Yeah, absolutely. no, you're absolutely yep. right.
2: We had a. We just went saying the same thing. We just had a, a football practice, and my son, it's not it never played football before, um, but. He went and he practiced and he got serious for the first time. And anybody who knows my son, he's rainbow lollipops. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you know, very out there. But he turned kind of, he turned a corner and he got like focused and angry to play football. Why it gave me the biggest like joy. I smiled from ear to yes. ear. Because he was just going. And the whistle went and he would go. He would hit. He would hit the bag. He would hit the bag. And inside, the stupidest thing, it's just he's hitting a bag. But he was so focused because yeah, I yeah. I did that I was in yeah. his shoes at one point, yeah. and he's doing it and like trying really hard. And I I just was so I told him today before I left I was like I'm I'm just so proud of you when when you work that hard I'm just so proud of you. He's like, thanks, Dad. And he like looked past me to watch Marvel's superhero. I'm like, All right, good. I mean, it just little things like that. I just um, I don't know. That is your energy. That's your motivation. It just makes me smile, man. It just it gives you a feeling that you know, being a father. I don't know. It just outer body almost sometimes
0: yeah for sure i mean there there's something also uh which is hilarious because i'm a first-time father and um I, I always remember this episode on full house where uncle jesse and he had uh, him and rebecca had twins and uh, i guess it was whatever the time of their lives where they're ready to go to school or whatever and uh he was walking them to school and they just walked away from them and just started playing or whatever and it broke his heart, Uncle Jesse's heart, which I thought was hilarious because he's like, "Well, they don't know, they don't understand, they don't understand how hard we work, they don't get it, they just walk away." It was, it was, it was like a play on you know the emotions that we really feel. Obviously, it wasn't nothing like that serious, but it's true. But then you're being a parent, you understand in a weird way that they don't comprehend fully of what's really going on, mm-hmm. and you almost like it. There's almost like that little cushion. It almost brings you back into. You want to provide, it's almost like a comfort thing. Sure. Like, you don't, what in the world? Like, they always, like, how we were talking about when certain kids are ready to hear certain information or ready for a job yeah, yeah, or yeah. ready for certain responsibilities or whatever. So, it's a step by step process, but there's something that you want to protect the innocence, I guess yeah, it yep, is. Yeah, it's sure. just the innocence yeah, that you're trying to protect. Um, and there's something about that. that I think that's also uh, why it's important to be, for me, to be in my, my, son's life to kind of being that protection and kind of educating him uh of you know sometimes the craziness that can go on and you, you have to kind of be the shield and 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 i guess that still goes back to what we're saying you know being a protector and being you know the the cornerstone there but there's stuff there you kind of like go back to your childhood you're like i don't know if this was said this might have been said to me but i want to make sure my yeah. kid hears
3: it you know what i mean
0: yeah,
2: yeah. you're creating a path that is clearer for them through your experiences, uh, and I think that
3: they can look back on.
2: Sure, yeah, and and you're teaching them things that don't do that, don't do this, and they'll probably think of it as, and we all did it. It's like, yeah, okay, but all you're doing is trying to help them take the quickest path to point B or yeah. to that next portion of of their life. Yeah. Um. So, you know, that's that that's answering the question for me. How important is it? You're just helping them get through life easier they're gonna whatever they do they're gonna get to where they were supposed to go mm-hmm. except you're just making it easier for them or guiding them through uh, and i think that's you know super important nobody wants to go through life harder than they have to go through it you know what i mean
0: yeah and then i think that's just from our experience and we, we've always talked about uh, standing on the shoulders of giants and that's what you want your children to do is stand on your shoulders so they start life all right so i'm six foot three right and obviously, say my my son's two feet tall, so he'll be eight foot three. That's right. where he starts life at. I'm a grown man, right? right? Yeah. So then he's, he gets when he gets to literally physically stand on my shoulders, he gets to start at that height, right. and then he moves forward. It's not to say that we're trying to live our uh, our lives for our kids it's to start them at a higher level than where we are right yeah. right it's like if if when we're you know going through the trails me and my brother heck who's not here we you know sometimes we ride mountain bike we haven't done in a while But when you're going through these trails, it's kind of like woods and like little dirt paths. Sometimes the path's not there. It's not very clear. And then you just have to kind of go through it. And then you kind of see like in the distance, so many people went through these paths. It just makes it real clear. So it makes it so much easier to get through. We're kind of getting there. And then maybe eventually our kids can create their own paths. Right. But we don't want them to start at ground zero. There's no reason for it. We already did that. We already, you know... uh, paved the way, so to speak. Right. So now they can start here at a much higher elevated level. That's a hell of
2: a way to look at it. Yeah. I didn't think about standing, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants. I
1: didn't look at it that way, but that's a that's a great way to put it.
0: Yeah. Gabe, what about you, bud?
1: Well, uh, I grew up, I guess, in more in the situation, I guess, in the reverse of like, of Mikey here, of like my parents were separated when I was super young. So yeah, yeah it was always, you know, we had visiting, you know, every other week and you know, the weekends and stuff like that. So it was like, I don't have, a, I feel like I don't have as close a bond as I, I guess I should, especially in getting older, it's like with any parents, like you don't, you're not as close to them like you are because obviously you move away and it sure. just happens life. I'll say, especially now, as I'm getting older, I I, ha- I should actually take more of the initiative to get closer, but, and even like I've always been told, like I act totally like my father and all that stuff and a lot of like, a lot of the personality stuff I get is from him. Right. Unfortunately, I didn't live in the same house with him all the time, so. I've been told by, by like, my aunt's aunt that, like, it's almost as if he almost never left anyway. Well, like, fine. you have, like,
0: the same demeanor and all that? Yeah, a kind lot of, like,
1: face and stuff, like, like I was always told, like, I that's look so almost interesting. very similar. So, it's, like, it, a lot of stuff's, like, weirdly ingrained. But it's, like, yeah. they're used to like those bonding moments and stuff like that. It's, like, you, I wish I had more of those. Yeah. I only get bits and pieces of those as, you know, through visiting or, you know, if we need it, you know, if we need him to be there for certain reasons. You know, he wasn't neglectful in any way, but he was, you know, it's... The situation. Busy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a situation. it's unfortunate. It's, you have to yeah. live what, you, what you're dealt with, unfortunately.
0: So instead of like a daily thing, it's kind of like this weekly thing or bi-weekly thing where you're just collecting these yeah.
1: memories, really. Exactly. And so, yeah, you always get little bits and pieces, but it's like you always wish there was more of that. Can can, can yeah, I ask you a question?
2: Hmm? How would that mold you for your fatherhood? Or how is your experience? Will it change the way you look at it?
1: Not necessarily, because a, like, a lot of the way I am, it was... It was it was ingrained in me through like well, either through my mom or you know other other means of like how like how I look at life in, t- in general like whether it be like religious and stuff like that. It was like a lot of those um, values I hold has been not only through parents you know it's, it's other ways or even like different experiences mm-hmm. as, as you go up anyway. Mm-hmm. It was like that's anybody. But like if when I when I become a father if I become a father like yeah you I would like to be there have like the same bond that you'll have like have be there more for your child like, mm-hmm. like you said be have spend every moment you can with them. Yeah. and you know just try to kind of build that more than I wish I had yeah yeah. Does that answer the question yeah yeah no yeah, it, it just, yeah. to me that's so interesting
2: going
3: yeah. off what he said that's like my thing like I wanna since I don't have like her that often I wanna spend as much time so when she does get older there's not like no missing part like I don't yeah. want her to be like oh I wish I spent more time with him or I did this did that and especially us coming from like the Puerto Rican culture we're like so close knit that yeah. everything's like and it so I just don't, that's why I try, like, I try even more and try to get her extra and whatever. That I just don't want that, like, later on as she gets older for, for us to, like, fade away.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, too, I, I guess, too, what you're kind of saying is, like, when you have the time, you want to put quality into Every it. Every bit it's of it. effective, being yeah. effective.
3: I mean, mm. yeah, and most people know, when I have her over the weekend, like, I don't answer no one's phone calls. I, it's just all about her that whole weekend is, yeah. like, for the most part, I'm not doing nothing but just chilling out with her.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's sending, like, text messages or pictures, like, this is where you even want to go, yeah, whatever, out yeah. to breakfast, or whatever it is. Driving kind of around in the drop tops. Yeah. She's, like,
3: having fun. is all her picking, yeah. She wanted, uh, the one time you told me she wanted specific sunglasses for the car. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> she went, yeah. to the store and got specific sunglasses <laughs> yeah. just for the car. Was,
0: yeah, but, and you know what's funny? It's, like, those moments, um, yeah, they're priceless. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. can't, there's nothing and that's the that's the fact and i think there's a lot to be said for um you know for someone like where i'm in my child's life every single day it's like a reminder to constantly put in the quality which i feel like i am but it's just a nice you know little gentle reminder like you never know you know what i mean
3: like also with me like I constantly take pictures or videos, or whatever. And like that weekend, it could go by. Like a month or two later, I'm scrolling through my pictures, like, oh, wow, that was like awesome. I forgot we did yeah. that. I, like, so that just brings back and it puts me in a place where, like, yeah, we did have a good time that weekend. Mm. As it might be like a rushed weekend, I felt, because we did so much. But at the end of the day, it's like right. we really did stuff together.
2: Sure. Recharge the battery there, too. Abs- yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. So uh, moving forward, what was the. Uh, I, I got another question here. No, normally we kind of do like the one question thing, but uh, this is such an awesome topic. Um, I have another question. What was the most important lesson or one of your favorite lessons you learned from your father?
2: The cliche one and the one, you know, everybody would probably say is, you know, I learned the definition of hard work watching my father. Yep. Um, yep. But for me, now is his patience. Uh, my dad doesn't get frustrated or just, you know, doesn't get frustrated with situations. He just listens. Mm. And no matter what I'm going through, he's like my calm. Yeah. You know, in the storm. Yeah. Dad this, he's like, yeah. And he just listens and mm-hmm. provides perspective. Never tells me to do this or never tells me to do that. He provides perspective, gives his opinion, and he's like, and what you do at the end of the day is your decision. And that patience and that that kind of uh, outside perspective kind of seeing it from different angles is something that yeah you know i can you know take to me to work take to me in any relationship and and for that i am forever indebted to him because i learned it you know through our interactions
3: yeah yeah for me it was um his work ethic like he worked so hard like you said like your father man mm-hmm. Go. we before i wake up and go to school he's already gone mm-hmm. and then i'd come home from school and he's He's I'm, And I'm doing my homework. It's like dinner time and he's strolling in. Like it's just he worked around the clock. um, And then he's worked around the house. He did so much like he was a handyman. So he did everything. Anything that went wrong, he fixed it in the house. Another thing was like the, the love and respect that he had for my mom. The unconditional love mm. that he showed mm. in front of us constantly and like the respect. Like we grew up, I mean, it might not be normal, but to us, that's how we were raised. We've never seen them argue like, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm pretty sure they had their little... To and tap, whatever. But um, just like the way they, the way he was with her. So mm-hmm. like me, that's why I try to like carry on like a vision. Like what in my mind, their situation. Like what, what will pop do? Like in this situation, or how would he handle it? Even though I'm not him, but right. it's just like a try to like a little notebook or check, trying to see how he would do it. Because I felt like he handled things well in those situations, and like yeah, just like he was just all like all about her. It was always all about her.
2: Right. They say that's one of the most important things you're doing for your child, right? Show absolutely. them, you know, show your kids that you love their mother unconditionally. Yep.
0: Absolutely. So for me, it's um, obviously me, Goose, and Heck have the same father. And uh, kind of, obviously, I'm not going to repeat what he said, but I can, um, I guess, support exactly what he's saying. And, and it was the one thing, it was just absolutely beautiful the thing, the bond between him and uh, my mother and it made me want to spoil my wife and, and treat her like a queen. Um, it, was just, it was something that was unreal. We, we literally never seen them argue. I think literally I can count on one hand. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it's, just, it's just something special. I don't know how else to put it, but uh, one of the, the big points I wanted to say about my father, he was a man of few words, and uh, he was about that action, how they say it. Uh, he was he, a listener. Yeah, he said everything with his actions there's a quote out there that says um what you're doing speaks so loud i can't hear what you're saying yeah that's awesome um and that just kind of quantifies or whatever puts together what my dad did he showed us he wasn't like a you know like a sit down and sit on my lap and i'll explain a lesson or you know teach you something like yeah. that he he wasn't he You know, he just didn't communicate in that manner. His way of communication was showing us how to love, showing us how to work, showing us how to be respectful, showing us how to get our own, be a, uh, you know, a good citizen, a contributor to society, showing us how to um, um, embrace our culture, um, you know, never forget our roots. He always talked about Puerto Rico. He always talked about uh, his heritage. He always um, wanted to go back and, and went back and... And brought those kind of elements into our lives. That was like hard work, culture appreciation, and we all know he loved, you know, the United States. This guy had American flags everywhere, and it was just like this thing. He's like he is genuinely happy and proud of who he is, yeah. where he came from, and how he's contributing to this world. And uh, was a man who genuinely loved what he did uh, and his family. And it was just, when you just see that combination, it's just, there's no other word, and not to sound cheesy or anything, but it's just beautiful. Like, yeah. there's just a beautiful thing. And uh, that was that was um, one of the biggest, it was just, my dad was just a man of few words. He didn't yeah. have, like, those little weird talks with us or anything. Yeah. He's just like, sometimes he just gave us a look, and we already yeah. kind of knew yeah. um, what it was. But man, talk about just an all-out hustler. Just, that was it. That's all you needed. Yeah. It wasn't, my, my dad wasn't there because he just walked out. He wasn't there because the dude was working and came mm. back and just wouldn't complain. And it would just blow your mind. Like, dude, this dude's just happy.
3: Dude, that You're, was definitely a big thing. Never complained never about complained. anything. Never complained.
0: He would come home, all right, and then play shoot hoops with us. I mean, a long day, like you say, and put in them hours. hours yeah. yeah. and then he'll come home like, oh, probably, because it was us three. So mm. you always need that extra guy. He'll sit Four. there and shoot hoops. Yeah, it's two on two, and it's always me and my dad versus Mike and Heck or whatever. But, um oh, man, you just can't. That, that's just yeah. unbelievable.
1: Calling off of kind of what Mikey said, too, because I know before, like, my parents separated, too, like, they, um, my dad did have, he's always had a good work ethic anyway because, like, he, he's been the same job for, like, 40 years anyway. He worked at the, the oh, he works at the gas company. Um, but, like, I know when, I guess, my sister was born and when I was born initially, um, I guess he made enough at there to be able to have a mom stay home nice. for those few four or five years and be able to, like, you know, allowed her to take care of us full time to do that until she was, you know, until she can go back to work and, you know, always. And I guess an inadvertent lesson is just, you know, try to be there as much as, as possible for your children. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, just kind of talking about being there for your kids. What, this is the, what would you do segment? What advice would you give a guy who is about to become a father for the first time? Um, you know, maybe something you wish you knew back when you first, you
3: you had your first child, and you were freaking out, the only thing I could say is like it'll work out like everything yeah, will yeah, fall yeah. in its place like yeah, yeah, I yeah. know when when we were when when she was pregnant with my daughter, like stressing out about like financially about a bunch of things, and then when the baby was born, it just fell in place, and everything was put together like on yeah. its own, kind of just worked itself out and that's yeah. why I remember telling like manny, I was like dude it'll it'll just work out like it'll just fall in place like mm-hmm. that's the only thing I can as, like advice I can give because I know I, I, I'm a warrior I stress about like the craziest things and that was like one thing like don't stress about it it'll just work out
2: mm-hmm. I think for me is you can't you, you can't do it wrong because yeah. there's, there's not the syllabus there's not a book I mean there's books but there's no real way to you know do it correctly you do it to the best of your ability if they're waking up in the morning you're clothed you know they're clothed they're fed you know, you get it from school. I, I mean, those are the basic things. You can't mess it up. Right. I mean, you're gonna do things wrong, but you can't mess it up. You're gonna learn from those mistakes and keep it moving. And it, you know, years from now, you'll laugh at that mistake and it'll be something to talk about. But you just, there's no right or wrong way to do it. Yeah. Um. I, I, I want to say is you're,
0: you're gonna freak out. You're you're gonna be stressed out. You probably have bags in your eyes. Um, if you're involved, you're not gonna get much sleep because even though, for my case, it's like my yeah. spouse is telling me, um, there was nothing I could do at certain levels because the baby would wake up for you know was hungry, so she would have to be breastfeeding. So I would literally just be sitting on the floor in the room with her. She's like, this is <laughs> this is not good because now none of us are getting sleep. So yeah. I mean, you go to sleep, but it didn't work out anyway because I was just stressed out and I was worried about her and I felt bad and then not felt bad but like kind of like. Dang, this sucks. She ain't getting no sleep. Right. I'm not getting no sleep. Yeah. But at the same time, there was something like beautiful about that, and it was kind of like what Goose is saying—that everything will work out—and kind of tying in with Manny saying it was with the love. If love will see it through, and I know that sounds so corny right now, and you're probably freaking out, and that's the last thing you want to hear. I read a book. I read two books. I read, dude. You don't. You're not thinking about those books and what right. they're saying. <laughs> and the moment you're completely freaking out uh you know it it just doesn't you just you'll you'll pick it up you'll the instincts will kick in and um you'll figure it out you know what i'm saying like if you're genuinely trying to take care of your child and you're doing through life and it's the first time you're about to change a diaper or the first time you're about to you know feed the child Mm -hmm. it's it's actually beautiful and it's um it's different because a lot of times people think of babies and people are like, "Oh my gosh, you're not gonna get to sleep," blah, 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 blah. and then you start thinking about it, you start freaking out. It's not your baby, so it sounds like it's nuts and it's a pain. But when it's your child, like dude, you're just thinking, "Like dude, I made this." Yeah. You, you almost add it to a point where you don't even care about the crying or um, not that you don't care because it it it's um it could be stressful as well, but it's just I don't know there's something about the baby being yours and it's your little creation that. You want to help me. Like, dude, we'll get through this. It, it, it'll it'll work out. And believe me, it is not going to be smooth. It ain't going to be no, no, no,
3: no.
0: Um, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think you should freak out. I do. I think you should go through the emotions that, you know, a lot of times people try to hold in everything. Um, it was just, um, you know, two weekends ago, uh, Muhammad Ali passed away, and they interviewed his brother. And for the first time, this guy apparently, I guess, you know, really wasn't a person that would show his emotion and he said something and said, um you know, they started interviewing, he just started breaking down, and started crying. And he's like, No, 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 keep you know, it's good, it's okay. It relieves it relieves my brain and my heart of the pressure. Yeah. So it's like just time just actually going through the emotions of you can cry when your baby comes when you first time you see your baby. It's okay. This whole macho man thing, no one cares. That that macho man thing, it's not gonna pay the bills when it comes down to yeah. it. Who cares, dude? Like whatever you're feeling, you're feeling. You're excited. It's it's a new beginning. It's a fresh start. Um, forget about you know all the crazy past stuff. This is brand new, and you get to start fresh. It's a clean slate. It's yeah. an innocent little child looking for you to you know. Help it protect it, uh, develop, help it develop. It's amazing. Like, we actually start bringing it down. Yes, I'm not going to sit here and say you're not going to be freaking stressed out. No, I
3: remember for uh, Eva's first birthday, like, I remember walking up to my brother and a couple guys, and I'm like, dude, it's been a whole year. She's still here, and we're still parents, and like, everything. I guess we're doing something right. It's like, I mean, obviously, it's different than having like a pet or something like that, but it's (laughs) like, it's just like, wow, a year has already gone by, and like, this baby started taking her first step already. Like it's just like things just, it just goes by so fast. When people say enjoy them because they they grow up fast, it really does go by really fast. She's nine now. And she's nine. Yeah. And she's riding a bike and riding a go car. And now she wants to drive a car, which, (laughs) (laughs) but like, she's just like, it's, Things go by so, so fast. fast. So you have to enjoy every moment of it. Because right. if not, with a blink of an eye, you're going to miss it. Like
2: that. That's, that's your, you're absolutely right. That'd be one. Live in the moment. That would be one I would tell is whatever's happening, whatever emotion you're happening, like you were just talking about, Jim, live in it. Yeah. You want to cry, cry as hard as you possibly can. You want to laugh at the stupidest things, laugh as hard as you can. Because that's it. It's gone. It's finished once it's passed. Yeah. So don't be like, oh, I just want to get through it. Enjoy that moment. Enjoy Absolutely. those moments. Enjoy the frustration because it's all it's all temporary. So so kinda, you know, switching gears,
0: do you guys have any funny stories of being a first time dad or just being a dad in general? Like not even anything that no one knows, just kinda like you just laugh to yourself and you're like, Oh man, what in
2: the world was I doing? Uh the the only one I have that I can remember is it's stained in my brain, my first child. I have two, I have a daughter and a son. I went to go take my son out. He was still in the car seat. He had to be. He was less than a year old, so he had to be like 8 9 months. So he was in the car seat and um I had him in the car seat and the the handle was up, right? So I put him on the sofa. But I'm like, "Man, it's not that sturdy. I'll be back in 2 seconds." He moved and the damn thing came off the couch. But it was like slow motion. Like it was like no <laughs> so i go jumping out i literally throw myself on the floor to try to catch him meanwhile i completely miss. the whole thing <laughs> rolls over and he actually just ends up like on the upright position he's like sitting up looking at me like what just happened meanwhile i'm sweating profusely i'm like mom that hurt him i'm my mom's like mom did I hurt him i heard him he's okay he's looking at me like yeah dude everything's fine dad but i've i lost it because I, 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 damn nearer, I thought I killed him. He was strapped in, thank God. But that was the one where I was like, "What the hell?" Oh my God! <laughs> Hold on, another one. This happened a couple weeks ago. With my daughter, this is a, my wife went to uh, with CJ. He had a sleep study, so he goes, "Everything's good." I go to my mom's house. I get food. Uh, I come home and she gives, she cuts up cantaloupe for my daughter. She loves cantaloupe. I'm like, "Cool." We'll sit down. I'm watching TV. She's like, "Dad, I want cantaloupe." Cool, not a problem. As a parent. You're, you're told, right, if your child's choking, you know, do a certain thing. Well, guess what? My child choked. The first thing I did was throw the fingernail and the claw in her mouth to try to get it out. I, I almost cry, and I, I I couldn't help but just put my finger in there. Meanwhile, I felt it jamming it closer in. I flip her over, and I'm like <laughs> just start pounding her back, and she coughed it up. It lasted maybe 15 seconds. And
3: it feels like forever. Forever
2: ever oh, and all i saw man. was panic in her eyes yeah when i saw the fear in her eyes dude yeah. i
3: lost it dude it's that look that oh. makes you go she like, like looking. Yeah. she was
2: helpless yeah dude i no lies i i needed i needed a beer i i, I went i, I <laughs> drank a beer i had nothing else to do <laughs> just, well, my yeah. daughter almost chokes so i go drink a beer <laughs> it was it was traumatic that was when i called my wife me i had, like tattletail myself I was like jenna layla, layla choked she's like what i was like, she choked she's all right now she's breathing but she choked she's like Okay, that's enough. I'm gonna need you to stop with the cantaloupe and just relax and just watch TV, watch basketball. And I was like, okay, but those are the two. I don't think that's funny mm. for some other people, but at the time. yeah, no, and yeah, that oh, same
3: man. thing happened to me with Eva. She had she was eating a Dorito, that. and uh, I'm sitting there and she she's had like she's probably three years old or whatever. She has a Dorito in her hand. She we're watching whatever cartoon she wants. She's kind of skipping around like the the coffee table with a Dorito, and she's eating it. And I'm sitting there, I. I must have probably been like looking down at my phone. And at the corner of my eye, I just see her pause. Like she was skipping. And then all of a sudden, she stopped. I looked over, and she just looked at me like she wanted to like cry or breathe or whatever. But it was just like a... Uh, and her, the, like you said, that look, those eyes. I'm like, what the heck? I ran. I grabbed her. I did the same thing. Jammed the finger down and pulled it out. I actually pulled the, oh, the Dorito out. So as I pulled it out... She has, like, she had, it was a cheesy Dorito, uh-huh. so had, like, she had cheese all over her mouth, whatever. And I see, like, the, the orange cheese sauce. I thought it was blood. I'm like, yo, I just broke her esophagus. <laughs> like, I seriously I thought she was bleeding, but I'm like, but she's breathing. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, it's just a sauce. But, yeah. yo, everything. And, like, yo, a matter of, like, five seconds, felt like five minutes. Oh, and I'm forever. like... And then you start thinking of the what if the what the worst yeah. the what like, if. what like, if she died uh, and I yeah, was the worst yeah it was just me and her I'm like oh my gosh what if like and, and then like you just have to like erase your mind like no don't think like that and just yeah. stop yeah. yeah but yeah dude it's scary
2: it's funny now but at yeah, the time yeah, yeah.
1: yeah it at uh, the no bueno. no oh <laughs> boy but uh, funny actually mom actually literally like a couple of days ago told me a story about me where I think some reason like they got home from like grocery shopping or something I was a walking age at least I turned around for like a split second. And all of a sudden, I was out the door in the middle of the street. And the street I lived on growing up was a relatively major street. So she turned out, she ran out the door. I was in the middle of the block. Somebody had wound up blocking the street so like nobody else would come. <laughs> wow. So, like, they can, like, so nobody would come and just randomly hit me. But right. I was just standing in the middle of the road I don't know what the heck I was doing. But...
3: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> but she kind <carried> out, <laughs> dragged Direct me in the, in back in the, in the house. And I was like, wow. Let's give like, my parents a heart attack. Yeah, exactly. That's hilarious. That's pretty much what I did. So let's
2: remember, none of that, none of those stories were funny. They were <laughs> yeah, they were scary. I definitely said right. a funny story. Yeah, but <laughs> it was a <like> horrifying <laughs> stories. You think of all the worst. All well, the that's worst good then.
0: for you know the parents that are about the be. It's, it doesn't matter, dude. You're not gonna be perfect. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. Like I said, they're gonna give you the book. They're gonna hit you with all the rules and right. They're gonna hit, you. dude. Yes, we're you know be obviously. A responsible adult, a responsible parent, but you're gonna. There's gonna be hiccups along the road. Yeah, they're say.
3: gonna hate you and love you in the same day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So That's one true. one thing I did want to give as a a kind of cool idea and concept that our family kind of adopted for uh, new fathers is a um, is a pamper parties. So it kind of goes on a you know kind of like along the lines where women have. the the baby shower or whatever. And now, now it's different now. I mean, now they almost make them combine and the Mm. guy goes and it's awesome. So for the, so for the concept for the guy is basically, um, you know, you just, the guy brings all his buddies bring, um, a case of Pampers and the invites go out and they kind of tell each guy, um, you know, which invite that, whatever designated invite they have, which size Pampers to get. So you're not having, uh, 400 boxes of the same size, but, um, So it's kind of nice. So you end up with, you know, like 10 of your buddies come over. You have uh, um, 10 cases of Pampers. It's a nice way to kick off uh, parenthood. And then they also kind of bring, it's like a BYOB. Mm -hmm. Um, So you kind of bring, you know, whatever you don't want to drink for the night. And then... A case of Pampers, almost kind of like for the guys to hang out. I know uh, for us, we kind of relieve some stress. There's other, you know, obviously there's dads in his, you know, you know, group of friends or whatever. So you know, they're giving tips. So we played games and stuff like that. Um, changing a diaper, change the dad, the new dad changing a diaper, blindfolded, look it up. I don't know. It was something that you know one of our cousins did years and years years ago, um, and then we kind of adopted and took it on. Now our friends do. It. It's pretty cool.
2: Got a year's worth of diapers out of yeah, it. So, it does, I mean, yeah. just for a couple of guys to come over, get a case or two, and then drink some beer and do whatever, I think it's well worth it. You know, once that diaper, you know, supply right now, you're like, oh man,
0: that's, that's how a, much diapers go? Yeah, that becomes exp- another bill. Uh, and guess what? When they're that young, they're going through them. Oh,
2: absolutely. You'd be like, hey, how old is he? When's he get potty trained? Sooner or later? You are yeah.
0: changing. You become, if you never change a diaper, don't worry about it, bud. Yeah. You <laughs> are going to be an expert. Absolutely. Yep. Huh? Absolutely. So with that being said, um, we're going to wrap this episode up with quotes from Clarence Buddington Keelan and Bartran Hubbard. So the first one goes, I've had a hard life, but my hardships are nothing against the hardships that my father went through in order to get me where I started. That kind of goes along with the uh, standing on the shoulders kind of thing. That's pretty cool. And that was by uh, Bartran Hubbard. And uh, the second quote we'll close here with is... uh, he didn't tell me how to live. He lived and let me watch him do it um, by nice. Clarence Buddington Keelan. It's awesome. Yeah, so that's, that's awesome. pretty cool stuff. All right, so uh, that wraps up this episode of the Rotated Views podcast, episode number 10. In this episode, it was a special edition for Father's Day, Dad Life. Uh, we discussed fatherhood, aka dad life, advice for new fathers, Father's Day, The Founding Fathers, just kidding. uh, Funny Dad Stories and Lessons Our Fathers Taught Us. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website